Howdy, howdy, and welcome to my bloody Judy with your final forgets, myself, Zachary Patton Garcia. And Ian Carlos Crawford. And by the time this is airing, it should be, we're already 12 days into Halloween, guys. Spooky season. We're almost halfway through it. It's, it's, it's going, it's going. And uh, on Hulu, for Halloween, they, uh, there's, there's a show called Bite Size, and they're in their third season. Um, it's 21 new shorts of, it's not just like straight up horror, right? We've got sci-fi, we've got thriller, we've got comedy, and most of them, right? Um, and with us, we've got uh, uh, two people who worked on episode three. Correct. Snatched. And it's uh, written, written and directed by uh, Michael Schwartz. Hello, Michael. Hello. How are you? Good. And it's edited by uh, one of my L.A. husbands, Michael Patterson. Hello, Michael. Oh, I'm a husband now. I was a boyfriend yeah. the last time we recorded. Ooh. I, I, been bumped I, up. I wondered where this came from. <laughs> husband of housewife promoted. Yeah. Mm. We've known Hello. each other long enough. So you're promoted We've known each other very, yeah, for a very long time. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yeah, so yeah. Thank you so much. I'm really excited. But yeah, thanks for, thanks for, yeah, thanks for wanting to do this. So um, I, I'm very curious about the process that goes into like how you pitch it to Hulu. Like, mm -hmm. I, tell me about the process of like getting this started. No, no one got approached here. I, uh, <laughs> I um, was unemployed and uh, sad about the world. Uh, as many ideas begin. Uh, and uh, to be perfectly frank, I DM'd the 20th century, uh, the 20th digital studio Instagram. And I said, uh, will you take any blind pitches? Um, not thinking in a million years I would hear back. I actually have not told this story publicly yet, <laughs> so uh, that's okay. They're about um, to have a lot of blind pitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ian is number one. Uh, but that's okay, you know, who cares? Um, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, you know, a, a few friends of mine had done previous seasons of Bite Sides Halloween. I was a huge fan of them. I was a huge fan of the fact that they were taking diverse filmmakers from around the world and honoring their visions mm -hmm. um, to use horror as a catalyst to say something that means something to them, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I, I uh, did something I've never done before, which was DM the 20th Digital Studio Instagram, never in a million years thinking I'd hear back. Uh, and I heard back a minute later saying, uh, what's your email? We'll send you the creative brief. Um, that was the day that the Don't Say Gay Bill was all over the news. Um, they asked me for three to five pitches uh, and if I could pitch them 24 hours later. And so I, because of the Don't Say Gay Bill, I was with my partner in, in Brooklyn and I turned to him and I said, you know, there, were, there was all of these political leaders and, and corporate leaders putting out the most hollow statements of, of, you know, virtue signaling saying, oh, no, 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 you know, we, we love our LGBTQ plus employees um, while simultaneously supporting politicians who were donating to uh, things that were uh, oppressing them. Um, and I turned to my partner and I said, God, wouldn't it be funny if a kid comes out as gay in a horror movie uh, to his parents, but the horror is that they're over enthusiastic about it. And he started laughing and then I I started giggling and then we just I just started riffing off of this of all the different ways that we could sort of do a horror movie about virtue signaling but at the same time sort of usurp uh, different horror conventions and tropes that you know take images or moments that we're sort of used to in horror films and then find a way to turn it on its head or, or find a contemporary context. Um, I hired a graphic designer that night, pit, uh, wrote the entire film that night 
in 20 minutes. Uh, it's a short. Um, and pitched it the next day. Two weeks later, they said, great, uh, we are greenlighting your short. Can you go into production in a few weeks? Um, and Patterson, who I refer to as Patterson because we had like a million mics we in did. Michael's yeah. on the project. Yeah. <laughs> Patterson. Um, he was the first person I thought of, to be honest. Uh, we had never worked together before. Um, I went to college with his husband. Uh, we met many years ago and somehow Scream came up like immediately in our conversation. <laughs> no uh, idea how. No idea how it happens. I don't know how. I don't remember how, but you know, I, I, as I get older, I, I tend to notice sort of as we were saying before about uh, the Holy Trinity of Buffy, X-Men and Scream, that there are some pieces of pop culture that, um, you know, not are, are not totally shared by all, but certainly in the queer community are sort of cornerstones of, you know, shared culture and entertainment. Um, and because this was a disco horror film, as we've called it, that, you know, was at the quadrant of horror, comedy, sci-fi, and queer cinema, those were four distinct tones I knew Patterson would understand and not only understand, but contribute to and thrive with. Um, and so Patterson was the first person I called up when I had to put a team together and find locations and put together, you know, a, a 80 person crew in three weeks. Um, and somehow we made this movie uh. and uh, post-production was a few weeks, Patterson turned around a rough cut in 36 hours that it, I'd say it's like 90% what the final <laughs> film actually is. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, and here we are today. So yeah, you know, it was it was a wild process in and of itself of sort of having the 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 gall, the gumption to, uh, you know, say, hey, I, I have a lot of ideas. And, you know, I pitched them three other ideas um, that were sort of all based on things in my life. Um, and I'm so grateful they gave us the opportunity to make this film and, and sort of stood by us um, with our vision for it. So wait, so did you pitch knowing it would be a short film or was it just kind of like you didn't know what was going to happen and they would tell you it would be a short film or a feature length? Yeah, totally. Great question, Ian. So um, in that creative brief, when she said, what's your email, I'll send you the creative brief. They said, pitch us three to five ideas for shorts that right. can also become features. Right. So they wanted fully realized worlds. Um, and, you know, uh, the original Body Snatchers stories took place in Marin County, which is my hometown. Um, basically, a Body Snatchers movie has happened every 10 to 15 years since the 50s. Yeah, we love them um, all. We love all of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, oh even The Invasion with Nicole Kidman and Daniel yes. Yes, I, I will stand. I also I stand by it. that movie. Love it. Okay. okay. Um, well, I know what I'm watching tonight because I haven't yeah. seen him. Have you not? Oh, well no, worth I haven't. Well worth actually. it. Anything yeah. with Nicole Kidman is well worth I it. Even though the faculty is not an official Body Snatchers movie, I would say it's one of my favorite Body Snatchers wait, movies. Uh, wait. Absolutely. <laughs> Zach has not. Is not a huge fan of that. I'm but I think it's. Fan. I think. For, I think for us, it's a little bit like nostalgia. Zach is of a Zach different is, generation. Um, Zach is a lot younger than all of us, Schwartz. Oh, okay. Well, we don't have to get into ages, right? We don't. Um, we don't. We don't have to say a number. Um, <laughs> I, I watched it this year, though, and I wasn't like. I mean, you know, I you're right, though, as a product of its cast, time, but yeah, I I think when when I when Scream first came out and I heard that name Kevin Williamson and I and I heard that voice and then all of a sudden we had Halloween H2O and the faculty and his mm -hmm. whole, you know, his, his uh, manifesto of the late 90s. It was the first time that I heard a voice where I was like, oh, that that's like all my weird dark thoughts inside my head that I, I thought I'm not allowed to share. 
or say out loud that is like, you know, brutal and so funny and campy and like all of those things at once. I had never heard that before. And so you're right. I think it, it's sort of that sweet nostalgia yeah, I think so, at that yeah. time. And, you know, it, it, you see like Clea Duvall on screen and you're like, who is that? You know, oh, you oh. like sort of sense some simpatico, you know, in these characters. So, um, yes. Uh, I, I drew pictures of Clea Duvall from that movie in my notebooks in like middle school. So I was like, <laughs> so obsessed with her. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. What an icon. Um, so, yeah, you know, the Body Snatchers stuff, even though this isn't an official Body Snatchers movie, we do not have the IP. Um, you know, and because Invasion had already happened, you know, Snatched was obviously going to be the name for this film. If I was going to sort of riff on that. Uh, history and that mythos and sort of sort of put a queer spin on it uh, snatched was the obvious solution and a good 2022 queer spin on it as well right yes well and what's amazing about it is what's so great about the allegory is it's so open to so many interpretations which not a lot of horror allegories can can say so you know in 1956 uh, it was an allegory from McCarthyism. In the 78 version, Donald Sutherland, um, that was all post-Vietnam, end of hippie culture era, right? And um, it, it just felt like we haven't fully seen this um, social horror satire that really took on identity politics in this way. And you're right, 2022 sort of felt like the moment. Um, so I, I like that. Uh, instead of doing a rehash or a redux of something that had already been done, we have the vessel of a body snatcher story. And then Mike, me, our producers, our actors, we can personalize it with sort of today's climate. Mm -hmm. uh, what was like, I know that I am curious how much Hulu had to do with casting or how much that was like you knew people or. For casting, um, uh, so Leon and Alex, who play the two other kids, um, are local to the Bay Area, which is awesome for me, uh, as was, you know, 95% of our crew. Um, Tatiana and Brendan is uh, also a wild story. Brendan, I had met at a wedding years ago. We had a lot of mutual friends. Um, that father character is is pretty tricky to cast. He has to be comfortable performing fellatio on a banana and wearing white cup <laughs> shirts. And then at the same time, like channel real rage uh, and real anger and be scary. Um, and Brendan, whose work I've known for years, can really play both of those. Um, and to be honest, I did not know he was married to Tatiana. Uh, and he texted me one day and said, um, I shared the script with my wife. <laughs> And then she texted me and I, I don't know her. I've never met her. I, it's It sounds ridiculous to say out loud. I wish I didn't have to say it out loud, but she, they texted me and they said, we love the script and we're wondering if you'd consider Tatiana for the mom. And that is awesome. To, yeah, but listen, <laughs> you have to imagine me just sobbing and like screaming <laughs> and jumping been the same. And down because never in a million, you know, you, as an independent filmmaker who has to just get every resource imaginable that hates asking for favors to get someone like her, especially knowing She-Hulk was about to come right. out. Um, yeah. You know, and it's not just about who she is as a celebrity. I don't care about that. What I care about is her talent. I say she's and, a fucking good actor. Yeah. Yes. Like. <laughs> it's not, she is to me, the greatest actress of our generation. And I am not one for hyperbole, but now that I've seen her on set 
and I see what she's even with She-Hulk. She is a comedic genius. Oh, her timing yes. is great, especially yeah. in this. Oh it was like really God. on display in this too. And even like in, the, in one of the recent She-Hulk episodes where she's like full CGI She-Hulk in a court room and she sort of like made me cry when like she was emotional when like the guy's calling her a whore and i was like oh yeah, yeah. how are you making me feel things as the cgi <laughs> version of yourself totally like that's witchcraft yeah. so <laughs> anyway she yes uh i said yeah of course uh i'd love to have you both it was an opportunity for them to work together uh and then misho sharevich i was a huge fan of after freaky oh, um, we all I were said, <laughs> i mean i was like who can I swear on this? Yeah, yeah. go for it. Okay. I was like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> I seen that movie on an airplane. And that again, it was like an energy thing. Mm-hmm. Sort of like we said about Clea Duvall before, where you just sense like, God, like seeing a queer character like that in a major motion picture would make like 10 year old me be like, oh, I have a new best friend. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really inspiring. And so Misha and I had a mutual friend put us in touch. um, And not only does Misha, if you Google Tatiana Maslany like 10, 15 years ago, they will look like photos of Misha. Patterson, wasn't that a photo? (laughs) Yes, it was me. I I was looking, I was was refreshing IMDb to see when I could add Snatch to my IMDb (laughs) because nobody does that for editors. We do it for ourselves. And I was looking at Tatiana's page, like seeing like, is it, is it on hers yet? And then I was like looking at photos and there's, I, I thought it was Photoshopped. It was so dramatic how much she looked like Misha at like that's she had her hair cut just the exact same length that I was like that's insane what's amazing what a lot of filmmakers don't get is is I very pur- purposefully uh scheduled a rehearsal day the before the day of shooting and my friend cooked us lunch and we sat at the house overlooking the Golden Gate Bridge in the Bay, the cat, you know, the cast and key crew members. And we just got to like read through the script and talk about it and talk about how it related to our lives. And we did a photo, the photo shoot, this one of you know, <laughs> all the rich white people I knew growing up. Like, <laughs> these, like photo shoots, like dressing all white on the beach that I thought were so preposterous. And clearly I was like, that's the poster image. Um, you, you know, it was an opportunity for us to bond. It's, it's hard when you don't know anyone and suddenly you're, kissing strangers or your family members with strangers or you're pretending to enact violence on strangers it helps to have some degree of trust um you know i had an intimacy coordinator and fight coordinator my friend zoe on set who was amazing um so that was like a luxury that we got to get together before filming began well and it was such a quick turnaround time too right like i I, filmmaking never seems never ceases to astound me Uh, 80 80 people for this because i thought when I hear short film, I think 20, 25 minutes, maybe 30, right? It's 10 minutes, 80 people for 10 minutes. That's like wild. Well, you know what's interesting about that is, and what to me is astounding about the filmmaking process is how uh, sort of everyone knows what their role is. Mm-hmm. And thankfully for me, because the tone is quite tricky in that it pivots constantly between yeah. horror and comedy, um, that everyone sort of got on board very quickly with what we were trying to do. And and I, you know, I love being able to trust Patterson, to trust our costume designer, our set designer, to just go hog wild with it, yeah. with this world. And everyone can contribute their creativity and sort of how they see the story. Yeah. And I think um, when you have those sort of early meetings, I only had a two hour Zoom with 
Tatiana and Brendan maybe a couple weeks before we shot. But to have that time with them where, she, you know, she was like, where did you get the idea for this mom from? And we could sort of talk about sort of where these key moments of inspiration happened and then what it meant to them and what I they I want saw. that answer too, though. Where did you get the mom from? <laughs> um, so that was when I was marching in the Black Lives Matter marches in Brooklyn. Um, there were all these white girls on the side of the road crying. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds awful to say it out loud, but um, but it's so true. It was it was fascinating to me in those conversations, um, you know, a, 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 after the death of George Floyd um, and Breonna Taylor, where a lot of white people were sort of wanting, you know, a lot of white people I knew wanted to help, didn't know how to help. And some would sort of listen, which, you know, is sort of the message of my film. It's why Joey keeps mm. telling his parents, just listen to me, mm -hmm. because that to me should be the biggest takeaway. And uh, in that sort of struggle, a lot of people center themselves. Yes. And so when, you, when these white women on the side of the road who I started talking to were like, I read White Fragility, what else do you want from me? And, you know, <laughs> and we're just sort of like crying and sort of making it about themselves. And it's and it to me, it was like, oh, that's actually like a great comedic character, right? Is someone who really wants to help, but keeps bringing it back to themselves. And so, you know, in the car ride where the mom's like, I need you to take me shopping and I need you, you know, all of that stuff is her making her son's pain and her son's coming out process about her. Right. Um, but, you know, there was really fun, like Brendan, <laughs> Brendan texted me the day before shooting uh, with a photo of Gavin Newsom, who I, like and have a lot of respect for, uh, uh, but with the slick back hair, you know, sort of making fun of like, you know, we're, we're making fun of ourselves all the same. And he was like, look, I want to sort of make fun of this sort of, you know, liberal character who, who, you know, kind of for some reason looks like an eighties wall street, you know, <laughs> uh, broker or something. Um, and I was like, that's hysterical. So, uh, and Tatiana, that, mascara thing in the car ride scene she showed up to set like that and she just comes up to me and she goes this okay <laughs> like, yeah that's really funny um and you know they did the seat belts line that's her ad living uh, dad tongue pop in the kitchen that's her ad living i mean yes. saw her I do a million different things we could have i hope at some point we can release like outtakes of the way when her eyes first go blue in the kitchen scene and she turns around she gave us like, some oh, we are she does <laughs> versions of that where i can't even do it where she like turns her body first and yeah like, you know, <laughs> does the shoulders and like does the head like this weird alien creature and and patterson and i had these conversations where it was like it's too funny like not every moment right. can be funny because right, then yeah. you don't have the horror and the drama and all that yeah. but they gave us a wealth of things it was, I, yeah, there was a lot to work with. She gave us way more than we sadly could ever use because it was just right. like, oh, that's so good. But no, it, it, thank you. Thank you so much for that <laughs> incredible option. I will say I, I, Mike has helped me edit a few things. Mike and Zach are the two people in my life that help me with editing videos all the time because I <laughs> will take years to edit one video. But you've gotten um, better, Ian, so give yourself I've gotten some a little credit. better. <laughs> <laughs> Name some of the like things you wish but like just didn't fit or whatever the other Um Well, I mean, it's mostly all there. It's it, it's mostly just the um, the the sort of turnaround that Michael had referenced. Um, I remember being taken back. Well, like I I almost fell out of my seat when um, they did seven takes of the wide um, where they're cornering Joey, and when Joey says to his mom, um, 
I can't, I have baseball practice. Takes one through six, she just kind of slumped away defeated. <laughs> Take seven though. She does that tongue pop and I, it's in the movie. That's the take that's in the movie. And I, but like, I had such a, like, I was so shocked. She A, knew what it was, B, did it. <laughs> and she did it so well that I was like, I immediately flagged it. I marked it. I was like, this is going in. Um, actually that entire take from start to finish was like, it was Schwartz in the background of like, after he called cut, he was like, that could just play as a oneer because they were just <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, yeah. all three of them were in it at that point. It was so great. Um, I love the seatbelts line. Um, you know, there was there was she did something in the driving scene, which we couldn't use just because of um, that driving scene was a little tricky because it's all sort of at the same access. Like all the edit po- there's there's really only one edit point where we're in the back seat from. Joey and the the other boys POV on mm. um, on mom driving and looking backwards, um, but there was something she did. Um, it was it was about the Renee Brown podcast. It, it escapes me now, but I was like, I, I fought to try to get one of those uh, different readings in because she she just did something so funny. Uh, anyway, this is not uh, this is not a great recollection now <laughs> on my part, um, but it's there. Um. <laughs> but also, she didn't like the the Sex in the City Lin Manuel line that is so genius in its modulation. Yes, right. It sort of like is like so crazy and then insanely crazy and then the most crazy. Um, like she didn't do that every time, right? No. Like yeah, she no. like did all these different versions of sort of accelerating the emotion, which was important because you know, their eyes only flutter blue at the beginning. It's basically the more emotional they get, the more alien they become. Yeah. So the more emotional they get with their anger, their rage, their sadness, that's when they go you know, fully psycho. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was variations every time, right? Yes. Was, they'd never just do the same thing. She would give you something, she'd move on. And even the, um, the way she uh, throws her head back out of the rear view mirror. Yeah. Like that wasn't something I told her to do, but she, she's clearly a filmmaker in her head as well. She knew that that would cut yes. to that wide of the way she comes back up. Yeah. Um, genius. Yeah, it was. And I, I also, I'd like to give Schwartz a lot of credit too. Um, the reason I was able to put together a, a cut so quickly is because Michael obviously knew what he wanted. And then it was usually like, I watched everything because that's what uh, a, a good editor does. But I was like, I, comparing notes from set, I was like, I really like that. Yep, so did Schwartz, great, okay. <laughs> like, and it was like, it just really came together. And also like, I'm from TV, like we get, you know, uh, we, we got like, uh, I'd say like out of the two days of filming, right? I, I received two hours of footage. That's a usual, day of tv footage that i received so they they were very lovely and being like you get a whole week to put this together i was like i don't need that like Got i was it. like thank you and i hours. shouldn't i shouldn't say that but i was also just like i was more aware of like well i know how to put to th- this together very quickly i know the story we're telling i know the tone we're telling i want to get this to vfx and finish i want to get it to the people i'm handing it off to sooner rather than later because that's where the time is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the footage was just so sound already that I was like, if this took me a week to put together, like I should not be an editor. I just, I really love imagining you, Mike, cause I know you're like, your big laugh when you're like 
really into it. And I'm just imagining you being so shook by the tongue pop at like, the end of watching all the tapes. Yeah, I screamed. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. And then, um, and the the way she rolls her R's on O'Kerr, which I can't even <laughs> do. I was also, I was like, my jaw was on the floor. I was like, she's been possessed by Laganja Strongja. <laughs> like, and, and I was like, did Michael tell her this? Does she have gay friends? I assume she does. I can't imagine, you know, but like, I was just like, what, who told her? Who told her to do that? Um, so I know she came up with it, right? But did she, did she let you know she was going to do it right before the take or did she just do it in the take? Yeah, that's a, yeah. No, so, so a couple things. One was I had talked to Brendan maybe during our rehearsal day, like about a tongue pop thing. And she clearly clocked it <laughs> because he couldn't do it. And so she clearly was like in her head, oh, I, I can do a tongue pop. I'll do it at some point. But didn't tell me. Yeah. And so what's funny is if the take we use, which is in the film, yeah. if you look at Brendan's face, he's trying so hard not to laugh, <laughs> which is actually in the film, which I yeah. love yeah. because they're not expecting that. And so he's, <laughs> their chemistry together, the way they like psych each other up, even, you know, in the takes, not in the film. I mean, they would like psych each other up yeah. in a way that was so cute and adorable, Very cute. Um, but they're clearly having a fun time. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, if you've wa if you've seen any of the She-Hulk press, especially the ones like on the official Marvel channel, they clearly did a lot of it in one day early on. She's wearing a protect trans kids yeah. sweater, right? Which I think is, um, uh, astounding that, uh, you know, the wardrobe on that stuff is pretty controlled yeah. and I wouldn't be surprised if someone said, Hey, can you just like be in something non messagey and just, you know, and, and she probably was like, no, I'm, I'm going to wear this because it, it will go out to millions of people. And what's different about that in some of the conversations I've had the last couple of weeks particularly, for instance, with the in this house, we believe, you know, Black Lives Matter sign at the end. Uh, it is my hope. I believe audiences are smart. I, I hate when people play to the lowest common denominator of audiences. So it is my, my hope that people watch this film and don't think we're being critical of the messaging on that sign. And that, of course, we believe in those sentiments. What we're being critical of is the fact that two people are watching a father break his son's wrist in the middle of the road <laughs> yeah. and then putting down that sign and smiling and saying, we've done enough. Right. <laughs> that's, the sort of, that's the joke of it, if you think about it for a moment, is that there's no action behind it. And so when you're just saying Black Lives Matter, but you're not supporting Black businesses, or you're not amplifying Black voices, then, those, then that phrase doesn't carry much weight. So my hope is that, uh, you know, yes, you have a platform, we have platforms. Do we have to drive ourselves crazy every single day to make sure we're using our platform to the best of it? No, because we can't drive ourselves insane. But in those moments when we do have opportunities like Tatiana had, where she's like, you know what, I bet I'm gonna have a, a, a lot of young kids watching these behind the scenes films. And there's probably gonna be some queer kids who are gonna be watching it because queer kids love comics and She-Hulk was always so beautifully campy to begin with mm -hmm. um, that uh, she's like, you know what, I'm gonna stand by this and I'm gonna make sure that this messaging is clear. And my yeah. hat's off to her for that. It, it's funny that you brought that up because I remember thinking that when I saw her wearing that, I was like, Ooh, I wonder how much if she got yelled at for that. I wonder if she got like in trouble because like it's not like a secret that Disney is very strict, right? Right. And I, I was I remember like seeing that because 
I think the only other Marvel, I think it was her and Don, Don Cheadle that have worn, like he wore, I think, a Protect yeah. Trans Lies, but it was on SNL. Yeah. So like Disney probably is like, all right, do whatever the fuck you right. want. It's not our show. But like, I was thinking that how, like, how did she get away with that? And you're right. Yeah. She probably was like told not to wear it. She probably said, no, I'm good. Yeah. I think it's pretty baller. She's like, what are you going to do? I'm the yeah. star of the show. Know. You She's not got snipers up there. Like, yeah. they're ready. She's like, I don't care. You know? She's fucking She-Hulk. <laughs> do you think she said that? I'm fucking She-Hulk. I hope she did. I'm She-Hulk, motherfucker. <laughs> like, uh-huh. She knows what power she has, right? And she, in no way, between the giant projects she has right now, had any necessity to do our right. show, <laughs> but it meant something to her, whatever it means to her. And, and she wanted to be a part of it and, and do something with her husband as well. And they were obviously perfectly suited for those roles, but what it, what it validated for me. And I think for our team is that, you know, the sort of big aspirational dreams we have, um, it never hurts to, ask and it mm-hmm. never hurt you know the worst someone can say is no i tell ian that all the time i say yeah email sarah michelle geller a sixth time you know all she can say yeah. is no or leave me alone <laughs> all, restraining order all know? they can do is her anyway. agent blocks my email yeah. <laughs> that's it and i think we're so i mean i can only speak for myself i have been so self-conscious over the years of any degree of, you know, I haven't had an agent or a manager or a publicist. And so self-promotion feels gauche and asking people to be a part of something and get paid pennies feels disrespectful. And I, I, in my newer age, I guess, I'd say that if people want to be a part of something and they want to put their time into it, um, they have the autonomy to say yeah. no. The, the messaging is really important, right? But I, something that you touched on um, that we kind of just like blew through just a little bit is putting yourself out there and taking those risks right to do this and like like you said like couldn't hurt to ask all she could say is no and really we're in an age where everybody we are we are up against everybody else trying to do the exact same thing right so if you're going to sit there and not take any risks if you're just going to like be too self-conscious to ever put yourself out there you're not going to get anywhere and so you did it you got her you had her in your short film right like it's that that's a pretty fucking cool thing i think and i think people are going to see that and, and get pretty inspired by that um i don't want to keep you guys too long but i do want to get to the rapid fire so yes again yeah, yeah, go yeah, see yeah. go watch snatched season three episode three on hulu bite size and oh, it doesn't boy. have to be like quick answers either okay okay these are just fun questions okay okay just using the rapid fire name all right uh, so ready. there are two main doors to your house the front door and the patio door which door am i at i think you're at the front door you're at neither. You're behind me. <laughs> at both doors, because there's two killers. Oh. It's both of us. Uh, well, that's good. That was good. Out the front door or up the stairs? I don't have stairs, so I'm out the front door. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Again, my answer is if you're giving me two options, it's to not take either of those options. <laughs> and to box through a window and go outside. Somewhere. Schwartz go. is going to negotiate being killed. There you go. There you go. Just Sally from Texas Chainsaw like, Massacre right out the window. You stab me here you know? and yeah. here. <laughs> Who plays you in a horror movie? Who plays me in a horror movie? Um, Ryan Gosling. Why not? <laughs> um... I'm gonna change my answer to Jenny McCarthy. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. and we all, and 
Yes, and it works, and we do it. Yes, I like the answer. So you're you're going to sign off by wishing Mike good luck on Sharknado 10, right? <laughs> uh, Zach, wait, what would be your answer to that question? I'm curious. Oh, goodness. Um, well, I, I don't know. Bar's been set high now. If we're going to go that route, Tori Spelling, obviously, has to be. Well, wait, now I want to be a girl. Um, we well, all, no, just, we all just go. Lohan to play. Ooh. Yeah, Lindsay Lohan. Ooh. Um, my character, who would play me, is Joshua Jackson. I've been casting him as myself since I was, like, 15. You were ready with that answer, too. I was, I was. Mm. Um, who's directing your first movie? Michael Schwartz. Hmm. Who's directing my like the movie about me about my life or it's a horror movie so you we're, we're going with the theme that you have a horror movie being made you can right pick now. yourself you're yeah. allowed to no <laughs> I don't want to pick myself um why don't I do uh uh <laughs> Lars von Trier oh wow <laughs> <laughs> this is getting wild it's getting crazy okay so Lars von Trier with Jenny McCarthy. Uh. <laughs> I mean, would you not see that? Oh, movie? I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it. Okay, we're we're seeing the movie. Hide, run, or fight. Run. I would run. Uh, I'm going to go with run. Ian, hide actually, run or sprint, fight. sprint, sprinting. Uh, run, run. Okay, perfect. Hide, then I'm just waiting to die because I know I'm going to get found. Describe your horror movie. <laughs> what a rapid fire, guys. Oh, um, <laughs> my horror movie is um, gay, obviously, probably centered around wrestling, because um, I don't think there's been a horror wrestling movie. Um, I don't know if there's been a gay movie centered around wrestling. A gay horror wrestling movie. So it's probably like opening scene is like somebody in the crowd very scream to watching wrestling gets killed um and then i don't know it's like uh the boyfriend of whoever was in the ring performing that that got killed and then he has to figure out you know it's it's slasher also mike you so. came up with this quick you, you i just thought about i was it. like looking it's at not this. quick no that was the his hulu pitch he was <laughs> he was in there <laughs> no like, I, I, I do appreciate that my wrestling shit and i was like no that's never we're, been done before mike and i are like the same kind of nerd where we have a lot of shit yeah. and i do that too if someone asks me something i'll be like let me look around my room what can i pick from what's here on the walls <laughs> either madonna or wrestling or... ian actually came up with the with the concepts for small soldiers it was just about buffy figures michael schwartz uh i'll say snatch snatch the feature snatch the lunchbox snatch the video game uh i would yeah you know i want cutting satire real pathos big scares neon colors deep shadows um, allegory, metaphor, characters you care about. That's the other thing, going back to Scream, you cared about Sidney Prescott. Oh, yeah. You have always cared about Sidney Prescott. And that is the key to that franchise for me, honestly, yes. is yeah. that, and, and <laughs> I'm going so nerd, talking about like modulation of performance, the way we we're talking about Tatiana before, do you notice through every screen film, Nev has so deliberately 
modulated her performance to get harder and harder until yes. like oh, we've done many a discussion on like, this yes she's like p- practically smoking a cigarette <laughs> you know she's like come fuck at me i'm gonna get you click yeah click yeah when she's doing it she's like mm-hmm. bored bored, I, bored now to make a clean uh, connection to buffy <laughs> michael i i have talked about this at length um that moment is so important to me when she's like i'm bored and she just hangs up because it's like we earned that moment with her and she's like built up to being able to hang up on her trauma when it's calling on, was calling her. And that's such a good character moment. Like she's scared a little bit, but she's mostly just annoyed. Right. And like, that's just perfect. Another Um, my bloody Judy cornerstone conversation. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, you know, that's the, that's the one I got the most nice messages about when we talked about that. Like I got the most people sending me like, I don't normally get the nice messages. Zach gets them. It's like, who's this ugly faggot next oh, to him? Whatever, the things about me. whatever. But I got like people being like, oh, I really like the way you talked about that. Like I could, that made me like that scene more. Mm-hmm. <sighs> She's a, fi- Sydney's a fighter. It's good. Sydney is a fighter. Yeah. yeah. I care about her. Uh, where we are. Is it your turn now? Zach? Yeah, I'm on set. <laughs> Sorry. We're about to go into a whole Sydney Prescott conversation. I have to stop <laughs> myself. Um, you have to kill the killer for good and end this franchise. Jenny McCarthy. How do you do it? Is it how are you killing the killer? They have to stay dead too. Decapitation. Did, did he stay dead? Well, Does Michael Myers didn't stay dead. Mm. It, well, it, it, I it mean, was the it, wrong killer. It was the wrong. I know. Person, it, was, yeah. it was a paramedic, right? God. Um, uh, I would say, I mean, I'm going to go with the classic. You you shoot him in the head. You shoot yeah. him in the head. Okay. And Lindsay Lohan's raspy voice, too. Yeah. Shoot him in the head. Shoot him in the head. <laughs> Uh, uh, you want to see my uh, Christmas movie? That's how you kill it. <laughs> how, if you had to go out in a horror movie, how would you want to go out? Hmm. Hmm. Well, I definitely want to be the opening kill because um, I think that's iconic. And um, how would I want to go out? I would want to go out in the most brutal way mm. possible Same. so that people are just beside themselves and can't even <laughs> focus on the rest of the movie and then they just write about how like man i thought he was gonna make it that ho- i thought he was on the poster he was he was the main character i want to yeah. be the drew barrymore yeah. i want to be the most important <laughs> drew barrymore and the uh, sarah michelle geller and i know we did last summer yes <laughs> Has to oh that's oh that's a good yeah yeah sorry go ahead schwartz um <laughs> well my first thought was like i really like the slow deaths like the first final destination when the guy's in the shower do you remember that oh he gets choked that's like so brutal wire goes around his neck and the like blood goes into his eyes and oh my god that was so horrifying to me um but i will tell you i have died in a horror movie i died second in the film midnight movie which came out in like 2000 seven, I think. And I always love when deaths correlate to like whatever the problem is with the character. It's a movie where a group of friends are in a movie theater watching a horror movie and the killer comes out from the movie to kill the kids in the theater. 
Oh, cool. See, had we known this, this episode would have been the four of us reacting to your death scene oh, in that no. movie. No, do you know, no one in my family will watch this movie. My partner won't watch. Like, nobody, every time I'm like, you guys, I like literally died in a horror movie. They say, Michael, we do not want to watch you die. And I go, Is it yeah, streaming? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. where, where can I find We're it? ready. Oh, yeah, We're you ready. can find it online. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, I'm it's putting it in my letterbox. Anyway, the, the, so my character, who is like the Randy, like the nerd, um, uh, has flatulence in the theater because he won't stop eating all the like candies and chocolates and everything. And so he goes into the bathroom and the killer who has a corkscrew weapon um, impales me in the solar plexus and like takes out my heart and my guts and my bowels because I had bowel issues mm. in wow. the movie. So <laughs> I always thought that that was like always like how great that whatever your ailment is as a person that you're like self-conscious about, like that's how you die, right? Is that's what the killer targets. So terrible. Um, I've had that. my death scene and I'm quite happy with it. We'll stick with well, it. Jenny McCarthy, you know, disemboweled because yeah. she but has too much flat. Disemboweled Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> who would you cast to play? What is this question? Who would you cast to play the big opening kill? Okay. Yeah. Well. Mike Besides me, um, I would cast, I mean, oh God, who would I cast? Uh, 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 um, who has never got to make a splash. Yeah. Got to make a splash. Um, I mean, is it sacrilegious to say Courtney Cox and her being the opening kill? And it's an R movie. It's an R movie. Is she Gail Weathers? No, she can't be Gail Weathers. Weathers. Well, right. I think she would be Gail Weathers. Oh, here we go. Nope. All right. You triggered something. You you made me think of something, Zach. Um, uh, Jennifer Aniston would be Mm, an opening kill. Yeah. Because nobody would see that coming. So interesting because I was thinking Angelina Jolie. Oh. I feel like in they the, would both be really good. That would be movie. real fun too. In the Brad yeah. Pitt uh, slasher extended universe. Oh no! Universe oh movie. no! Too soon! Too soon! <laughs> BPCU. BPCU. Yeah. 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 Uh, I want your answer on that one, Ian. Hmm. I've always said Lindsay Lohan. Taking it back to you, Mark. Yes, I think <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay would Lohan, also be really good. She needs a horror movie. Another I, one. Well, yeah. I mean, you could look at her IMDb and, and argue. A couple she of them. Just is, my luck is a she, horror movie. She, you know? Yeah, she has a horror. She has a career in Scream horror Scream queen movies. already. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't know who I would cast to be my opening kill. I'm like, I, now I'm doing the thing that I just said me and Michael are doing where I'm like. He's thinking hmm, of me, though. What are. Like, die first. <laughs> um, huh, I don't know who I would cast as my like opening kill that would be you wrote like the question shot. Ian I know I did but I didn't think of my answer I can give you one of my other ones my other option was going to be Andy Cohen <laughs> I can see it there. You know, no. when I was um, when I was working on Bros, um, I, uh, it was right when Scream Five came out, and I actually wore this the night. Uh, but I was working all day in this, and he was like, "What are you doing tonight?" And I was like, "I'm going to see Scream." He's like, "Oh," he he was like. Did Nev come back? I was like, yeah, they're all back. He's like, did Courtney come back? I was like, yes, they all came back. He's like, did did Drew come back? I go, no, no. She did she, though. She, she did. What do you mean she did? She's the voice She's on an interview. the voice of the princess. Yeah. Oh, She's the voice of the princess. Okay, you got me there. But I was, okay, okay, fine. <laughs> Fair enough. But, but, but I was like, 
no, like, I was like, are you an alien? Like, have you never seen the Scream movies? Like, she she famously is the opening kill. Wait. <laughs> Explain to me why you were with Andy Cohen while editing, bro. Oh, no, yeah, well, Billy we, we need Eichner. to go back to the beginning, right? No, oh, I Billy Eichner. Okay. Billy Eichner, mm. the star of Bros. The which is, Bros. which, but I said Andy Cohen. You're one yeah. of Andy Cohen and Billy Eichner. Because <laughs> I was, I said to him, I was like, you should be in Scream 6. To Billy, and so he was like, "No, I don't, I don't think that would work." I was like, "Okay, well, have a good night." Um, <laughs> anyway, that's that's what made me think of that. Sorry. Okay, so it didn't relate to Andy. It did. They're friends. They're friends. I wasn't just saying I worked on Bros because that's <laughs> obviously not a character trait I talk about <laughs> ever. <laughs> oh, what we didn't just record about that last. I week know. Together, Mike? <laughs> Please go see it while well, you still can in theaters. Um, <laughs> I'm still trying to think of who I, I feel like my opening kill would be Sarah Michelle Gellar. Like I'd want to cast her yeah. as like, and I'm, but I feel like that doesn't count because she's in a bunch of horror movies where she dies already. So I don't know that it'd be that she big. She needs to live in a horror movie. That would be. Yeah, like, she's, only, she's only died in one. Head. Although I haven't seen the return. Two. She's died in two. She's, oh, she I feel like she's died in all too. of them, guys. I don't yeah, like, actually, she dies in all her horror movies. Scream they're, and I know you did last summer. And they're all, she dies everywhere. Um, let's let her live next time. What's our last question? Uh, who do you want to see play a final girl that hasn't yet? Uh, um, Violet Davis. <laughs> oh, um, hmm. final girl. Oh gosh, I'm um I'm freezing. Um, Zach can name my answer. I'm sure. Michelle Pfeiffer has. Oh no, I'm not. I can't. I can't think of you right now. I need to think of my own. Um, Tom. We'll say, uh, oh, well, Jane, uh, Jane's also played. I was like, oh, J no. Um, yeah, uh, uh, um, she was a very good final girl. She's a very good final girl. Um, what about one of the feud ladies behind you? I know. Well, I was just thinking, <laughs> um, maybe, um, uh, yeah, Jessica Lang, final girl. Although Jessica Lang's played a, uh, I was gonna uh, say, can she uh, technically a, a be considered a final girl already, though? Is she, well, is, let's think through it, yeah. Maybe. Oh, with all the American horror stories, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, it's not a fun answer. How about let's say, uh, Zoe Zoe Kravitz. All right. Ooh. I like that. All right. Hmm. Michael Catwoman. <laughs> what was you? You already said your answer, right? I said Violet Davis, just because I think she's one of the greatest actors of all time oh, and yes. has such final girl energy to her and hasn't done something like that yeah. where, you know, and I think that I just want to see her prevail. I love seeing her prevail. I would love to so. just see a Viola Davis whale in a horror movie, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. I don't know. Zach, Ian, what's your answer? You, no, you first go for it. You, I feel like you know what my answer is. I don't know what your, it's summer visual. Yeah. There you can go. I Ooh, I yeah. Can I change my answer? Yeah. Can I change my answer? We can all change our answers, yes. <laughs> my goal, yes. Um, I want to I wanna, I wanna change all of my answers, actually, and I want to cast Eve Lindley, who is a breakout in Bros, to be the star of a horror franchise and be a final girl, because I think she's a tremendous talent, um, and she deserves the world. So, Mike, I was just about to say to you, oh, I was talking to one of my friends who really likes her. That was you. That was yes, you. it was you me. It was, it was me waxing poetic <laughs> about her. I got to meet her through Darren Stein. We ran into each other and I was, I fangirled over her and she was like, how do you know who I am? I was like, I worked on bro. She's like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> months and months and months ago. Um, anyway. Zach, what's your answer? Oh my gosh, I can't do this. Um, 
Uh, Emma Roberts has already been one, right? Um, well, like she's been I, in a few. Yeah, movies. I mean, I guess Chanel Oberlin is a final girl. Oh um, yeah, true. She does live. I don't fucking know. Lacey Chabert. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I was. I'd go with Lindsay Lohan again, but I think she has done that. So she she finds out who kills her. Yeah, she knows yeah. who kills her. Yeah, <laughs> that's something we'll have to revisit another day. It's not about us, Ian. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, you want to tell everyone where they can find you? Both Michael Patterson. You can go first again. Since... Okay. Uh, <laughs> you can find me at at Michael Ryan P on all socials, and uh, you can check out my website, Mike Patterson Edits uh, dot com. Please hire me for queer horror stuff, or queer comedy stuff, or really anything commercials, <laughs> music videos. Please. <laughs> and Michael if Schultz. you do, you will get the best possible product possible. Thank you. Um, oh. uh, I I don't want to give out my home address and someone's going to come kill me. Uh, That's what we do here, though, okay? It's a horror, you know, it's just the surprise of the horror podcast. Yeah. Wait a minute. That is a great opening to a horror film, is like a filmmaker goes on a horror podcast and then, <laughs> like, somehow gives does answers this question, gives away his address, and killers show up that night. We, okay, so my, yes, I'm Bodish B-O-A-T-A-S-H-O-R-E, as in Michael, row your boat ashore. Uh, that is me on socials. Uh, and my website is whoismichaelschwartz.com. Uh, and don't ask me to answer that question, because I don't know. <laughs> Oh, I can answer. He's the writer and director of Snatch. I'm there the you writer go. and director of Snatch. Now streaming on who? There you and, go. Uh, Midnight movie. Star of Midnight movie on. Uh, Midnight. I can't where, wait where to watch that? this. Where is oh, that? Gosh. Where can we find I, that? I mean, I can look it up right now. My guess is it's on Amazon. Um, I added it to my. Uh, which, by the way, Patterson, you inspired me. I signed up for Letterbox today. Yeah, Letterbox. Uh, We're on Letterbox too, baby. I, I know we are. And that I, sounds like a lot of decision making. I couldn't do a Letterbox. Oh, well, you would love it. Mm. You just rank movies. And then if you become a patron, which is extra nerdy, uh, you can change the posters on things. So course- I was one, you know, I got really stoned and I signed up for Letterboxd because I thought it was something you did too, Zach. And I was like, oh, I want to rank all my like the horror franchises. And then I just like the interface when you're very stoned. It was like a lot. <laughs> oh, I, I love the interface. I love how it looks. Please. Oh, you can find me. I think I'm Michael Ryan P on that as well. Please follow me there. What I'm going to really use it for is to track like every people always ask me, like, what are your favorite films and what are your fa-? and I and I write them down all the time and then I forget them for some reason, except for, you know, the top five. Right. I have 20 um, top 10 favorite movies, so that might be helpful for me. I don't know. Yeah. All right, we'll do that. Hey, by the way, I just saw a Midnight Movie is on it's, Amazon. It is, is there. For one ninety nine to rent. Oh, you yes, already There it. we go. I cannot. Uh, I'm, I'm no, watching guys, that right I'm now. So, can I just say I'm so terrible, actually, in this movie. Like, I am completely joking. I'm terrible in this movie. Even better. Uh, but I do die second, so you get rid of me very quickly. <laughs> I love it, though. I love it. Yes, go watch Snatch. Go watch uh, Midnight Movie, The Killer Cut. And uh, <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you and so much. And go see bros. And go see bros. And thank you so much, Michael and Michael, for being <laughs> on here. We will see you guys in the next one. Thanks Thanks so much, guys. You're awesome. Thank you so much.